How are you doing today? It is 7.30 Pacific, and you know what that means. That means it is time for your daily financial news. A couple of quick updates from the weekend and this morning. First and foremost, I put out a video yesterday, I think it's 6 o'clock Pacific, talking about everybody is budgeting wrong. A lot of the budget conversations I see, even I think about, I have done, have been about budgeting money. You know, cut your expenses, this much here, that much there. What I want you to do or what I'm suggesting in that video is you kind of try to flip the script. Money comes and goes, but time, time once, once spent is gone forever. So if you can do what's in my course, the money game, you can understand what time costs. You can understand different decisions. It's... To me, you feel it. Like when you budget 50 bucks for lunch or whatnot, eh. But if you understand what time costs you, right? You have, in the example, $5 of discretionary spending every hour and you're asked to buy a $100 widget. If you feel that that costs you 20 hours of work, if that costs you two and a half days, Maybe you think about that 100 bucks differently. So I think that video is interesting. I think everybody is budgeting wrong. It's You just don't feel it. And then second, I did a live stream this morning at 7 o'clock announcing that the house hacking content has finally been added. I suffered struggling with Teachable, getting the content loaded. Didn't know there was a size limit. Apparently there is. So we had to go back to the drawing board, recreate, and put it in. It is there now. And you even get a worksheet. So shout out Lumberjack Landlord. Thank you for doing that with us. On to the daily financial news. A couple of really interesting things going on today. What should we do? We'll go top down. So first and foremost, we have another mall bankruptcy. Uh, we had two last year. They were CBL properties and one called Preet. This one here happens to be called Washington Prime. 100 plus locations across the United States. It's no secret that malls have been hurting, but they're coming back. So to see a mall provider struggle through last year and declare this now is interesting. They have a billion dollars in debt and their rent collections are just now picking up. So it will be interesting to see uh, what this mall provider does. They have already secured $100 million in funding to get them through bankruptcy. So it'll be interesting to see if they have to sell off a few assets, what's going on. But basically, this appears to be a debt restructuring. It's part of the process, right? So it'll be interesting to watch and see see if Washington Prime comes out of this smaller or if it's just, hey, let's file it. Let's go get our debt structure right, lower payments, things of that nature. Pretty interesting. Uh, looks like uh, Lord's Town Motor, if you're not following it, maybe... I hope you're not in the stock. Uh, I think I talked about them last week. It might have been the week before. They issued a going concern letter with the SEC. That's not good. This morning, their CEO and their CFO resigned. That's not good. That Where there's smoke, there's fire. It will be interesting to see what happens. As someone who was personally burned by a uh, 
a less than scrupulous uh, company a couple of decades ago. This one smells bad. Did they did they lie in their financial statements? Did they mislead the public? They borrowed a lot of money. But yes, it looks like Lordstown Motor EV truck maker not going to be around much longer. So hopefully you're not in that stock. There is a lot of conversation about inflation or deflation. This is going to be a battle, and I don't know the right answer yet. Uh, but I, I have uh, some data from Paul Tudor Jones for one side. He's on the inflation side. And then we have David Rosenberg on the other. He's basically saying deflation is a more of a concern. So I'll share that with you, and then I'll kind of share my thinking if you've been following me every day, you can probably guess after I share this, but let's let's see how we did. So first off, Paul Tudor Jones, just because I read that article first, uh, he is basically saying in his portfolio, and yes, he is a billionaire, uh, he has 5% in gold, Bitcoin, cash, and commodities, so 5, 5, 5, and 5. And what he is doing with the other 80% is he's, he's waiting for Wednesday, right? The Fed meets Tuesday, Wednesday, and what... Paul Tudor Jones is saying is if, if the Fed is still nonchalant, giving no respect or acknowledgement about what is going on with CPI, and yes, tomorrow is PPI, that he's like, it is time to go all in on the inflation trade if the Fed keeps ignoring higher prices. So again, interesting. And again, he is uh, Paul Tudor Jones. Now there's an economist, David Rosenberg. He is basically saying, hey, chill out. These shocking, shocking inflation numbers will fall back to earth. Yes, 5% is shocking. Yes, he's even saying PPI tomorrow will likely be shocking. But what he is saying is happening is, hey, all of this is just the economy reopening. And it is... It's a lot easier to shut it down, as we saw last year. It's not as easy to get it going again. The gears aren't as lubricated, aren't working as well, and we're seeing supply chain and commodity costs and things just work itself out. It is messy. It is required, but it is short-term. Uh, so he's also saying what we are experiencing right now in this environment of supply chain shocks and disruption is a consumer base, us, you and me, sitting on $2.6 trillion of excess savings. I don't know where they get these numbers from. I thought the number was $1.3 trillion excess. Now it's $2.6. Who knows? A trillion is a trillion. So that's a lot of money. Um but he's saying that the consumer is spending into an environment, i.e. demand, into a supply chain that is not working. And we are getting lots of scary headlines that will disappear at the end of the year. Um, so again, he is, he David Rosenberg, get this. He is calling for the 10-year to drop close to 1%. 1%. The 10-year as of this morning, I didn't check, but I think it closed Friday at 1.45. It peaked at 1.75. So yeah, a 10-year at 1% or close to 1%, man, that'd be, that'd be a drop of 30%. That is crazy. 
So again, what David is really saying is, hey, we can't reopen an economy. We can't reopen supply chains into a high demand environment without some pain, basically. So where do I kind of sit in all of this? I kind of sit in the middle, actually. What I'm starting is I'm reading a lot about inflation deflation, right? I'm a real estate guy. I, I need to know what's going on. Uh, I need to, yeah, I, I'm just trying to figure all this out. I think a lot of the commodity-based inflation will work itself out. We've already seen lumber, for example, roll over. I think a lot of the commodity stuff will work itself out. But by work itself out, we're, we're talking this year, right? It's going to take a while to work some of this out. Uh, where I do think inflation will be sticky, and this is where I think if you follow me, you would probably go, yeah, I bet that's what he's going to say, is wage inflation. I still, you know, I still have a couple of memories from college, those econ classes, and one of the things I learned about was price elasticity. Basically, prices are sticky, and the one is wage inflation. We are seeing wage inflation. We are frankly seeing the power of the employee more than we have ever seen, at least I have ever experienced. So I think wage inflation is real. I think wage inflation will ripple through, frankly, income statements of companies, i.e. Chipotle is the recent example. I think there will be others. But yes, I don't think inflation will be this huge hyperinflation that some channels are screaming about. Uh, I also don't think we're heading into a deflationary environment. So I think, I think inflation, as we get to the end of the year, will be north of 2%, but under 4 That's a pretty wide range, but that's kind of where I sit today. I don't see it exceeding 5% by the end of the year. If so, watch out. Uh, and I don't see I don't see deflation taking hold. I've seen some pretty opinionated, almost crass comments on my channel about deflation uh, and calling me all kinds of names. Uh, but I don't see it. If I saw deflation coming, I would share it with you. I got no skin in the game, but yeah, I don't I just don't see it. Uh, next up, we got the CEO of B of A Bank of America, Brian Moyahan telling us some interesting stuff. Uh, he is saying that consumers, right, Bank of America, credit cards, um, Zelle, payment system, all of that, so they have a good feel of what the consumer is doing. Consumer spending, this, this amazed me, up 20% on 2019. We skipped over 2020. We all know 2020 was an unusual year. Consumer spending up 20% 2019. That'll get your attention. Spending up all categories except travel. Travel is coming. I just saw this morning TSA, those screeners at the airport, for the first time during this crisis, screened 2 million passengers in a single day. Folks, travel is coming back. A lot of it, I expect, leisure travel, but business travel will be back sometime this year, I suspect. Yes, 2 million travelers. I expect travel spending, experiences, fun to really take off this year. 
Then finally, we got some new car and car pricing information really heading into inflation and also tying in with demand. This is all tied together with consumer. New car prices are up. The average is now 38255 That is up 12% year on year. Uh, wholesale used car prices. This was why used car prices were up so much last month. Up 39% with retail used car prices being up about 20%. Here's the deal. That's all demand, right? But the real problem, and again, I think it fixes itself, is production. Right? We, we've been hearing about, I've been talking about production in chips really slowing down and really shutting lines down. And now, now manufacturers are building higher end cars and stop building low end cars. Production is actually down 3.4 million cars uh, globally. That's a lot of cars. So again, you have all this demand, these consumers with money wanting to buy. A lot of us didn't buy last year, so we're in need higher prices. Again, I think a lot of this works, that works itself out as we get to the end of the year, but we shall see. So again, I want to thank you for watching the channel. If you're a daily viewer, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're new to the channel, know that these videos come out seven days a week. Yes, seven days a week. Yes, Saturday and Sunday also. Uh, we also have uh, a lot of folks, uh, a part of the One Rental at a Time community that go on Facebook or Instagram. I want to thank each and every one of you. And yes, we also have a podcast uh, that is almost a million listens. So uh, thank you for being a part of One Rental at a Time. Have a wonderful day. Take care.